Do you want to see God move and accomplish big things in your life? Do you want to see God move and accomplish big things in your life? We covered this last week. I prayed over this today. Uh, maybe that's a uh, rhetorical question of, to, to some of you. Of course, I want to see God move and accomplish big things in my life. But if we don't focus in on that question, if we don't ask that question regularly, we kind of forget and our prayers get a little stale and our prayers get a little, uh, well, our prayers get, 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 get very general in nature and we start praying prayers daily such as God bless this food. Right? Or, God, um, thank you for everything that happened today. Help, help good things to happen tomorrow. Right? You ever pray prayers like this? Maybe these aren't your words, but you pray prayers like that. We all pray prayers like that from time to time. But God encourages us. His word calls us to ask and imagine for greater things. Do you want to see God move and accomplish big things in your life? And so, we started with this passage of Scripture, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Think about these words. Now to Him. Who's the Him? God, the Almighty God. Thank you, Ron. You haven't picked up on it. I like participation. It helps. Now to Him. Who is Him? God, that's right, Almighty, the creator of heavens and the earth, the one that, 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 that spoke all life into existence. Think, I mean, think about this. This is the one that we approach when we go to the Lord in prayer, the one who, who was before all things, where nothing existed. He said the word, and like that, things came into existence. You and I came into existence because God willed and because God spoke. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. We're going to focus in on that phrase this morning. Who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all, all generations forever and ever. Amen. So last week I said we must first have a proper view of God. A proper view of God. Emily encouraged us all to reflect at least on one name of God, to share that name of God with someone else, what it meant and what it meant to us. Because there's a difference, isn't there, between what that name of God means in a dictionary or in Scripture, when we look it up in a concordance or in a, a, uh, a commentary, what does that name of God mean? But what does that name of God mean to me? What does that name of God mean to us, we must have a proper view of God. Without a proper view of God, we go to God in prayer. We don't even know who we're speaking to. It's like when one of my kids will call me bruh. Any parents out there know what I'm talking about. Right? Any teachers out there know what I'm talking about. I think my wife and I have both said to each one of our kids, 
I don't respond to bruh. And I don't much like when you call your mom bruh. Without a proper view of God, we approach God like he is our bruh, right? That's not right. It's not respectful. And it lessens our view of God, and it lessens our prayers to God, because we're not seeing God as the creator and the sustainer of all things. We see God as just another being. We must first have a proper view of God. And then today, what I really want to focus in on is that we must acknowledge God's willingness. We must acknowledge God's willingness. The Bible dares us to pray for anything and everything. Did you know that? The Bible dares us to pray for anything and everything. And Scripture says that God will give us whatever we ask when it's in accordance with His will. He will give us whatever we ask when it's in accordance with His will. So, for example, if today you were to start praying that God would send a, a, a mass revival where people come to faith in Him, where families turn their lives around and they begin to serve God with all of their being, God will respond to that. Do you think God will answer that prayer? Absolutely he will. Oh, but pastor, I prayed that prayer in the past. And I haven't seen a mess revival. And I haven't seen multitudes of people. Two things. One, either you're not looking in the right places. Or you stopped praying way too early. And I think really the, the latter is where most of us in the church fall. We just stop praying. We just stop asking because we're not seeing the results firsthand. The Bible dares us to pray for anything and everything. And scripture says that God will give us whatever we ask when it is in accordance with his will. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is what John writes. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That and that alone is, is, it just blows my mind. But it goes on, verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. We must acknowledge God's willingness. God desires to, he is willing to do, as Ephesians says, immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. Let me read 1 John 5, 14 and 15 again, this time from the Amplified Bible. Here's what it says. This is the remarkable degree of confidence which we, as believers are entitled to have before God. That if we ask anything according to His will, that is, consent with his, consistent with His plan and purposes, He hears us. And if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that He hears us and He listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know, with settled and absolute knowledge, 
that, he, that we have granted to us the requests that we have asked of him. I love that passage of Scripture. I think many of us would benefit if we sat down with 1 John 5, 14 and 15 before us, before we go to the Lord in prayer. I think many of us would, would benefit if we just sat that, wrote that scripture out, and we put it in somewhere in our home, and we started the day reading that. We closed out the day reading that passage of scripture, that we know God hears us when we ask anything according to his will. And we know that since he hears us, we will receive, it is granted to us as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, it is granted to us that God will respond. God will answer us in accordance with his will. We must acknowledge God's willingness to accomplish his will in us. Let me say that again. We must, as sons and daughters of, Jesus, of, of, of God, as followers of Jesus Christ, we must, as the church, acknowledge God's willingness to accomplish his will in us. So how do we do that? In order to do that, there's a few steps we have to take. Number one, first and foremost, we must align ourselves with God. If you, if your life, if your actions, your words, your thoughts, if they are not aligned with God, guess what? First John 5, 14 and 15, it's null. Because God doesn't hear you when you pray if you have sin in your life. That's the reality. If you go before the throne of God and you say, God, I want to ask for these great things. I want to see you move in these powerful ways, but you've got sin and you're harboring sin in your life. Unconfessed, known sin. Now, I'm not talking about sin. You say, well, well, Pastor, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back. I'd have to really evaluate and see. No, no, no. What I'm talking about is if you know right now that there's a wedge between you and God, there are actions that you are taking daily, and some of you are, that are contrary to the will and the way of God, God doesn't hear you when you pray. And if God doesn't hear you when you pray, mark my words, God's not going to answer you when you call out to him. I think I just kicked some people. I didn't step on your toes. I really. So first and foremost, let me just say, you must align yourself with God. We all must align ourselves with God. And we must align ourselves with God's will. It's not enough for me to be aligned with God and say, God, there's no sin in my life right now. I confess all those things. I repent of all those things. I'm doing my very best to turn away from sinful things in my life, sinful thoughts, sinful words, sinful actions. I'm doing my best. I'm turning away from them. I'm not going to subscribe to them anymore. But if you're not aligned with God's will, 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it's an all again. I can pray for some huge things, some very selfish things. I have prayed for some very selfish things. But 1 John 5, 14, 15 doesn't say God's going to answer me when I pray for things that are only going to benefit Adam Condon. God says he's going to answer and he's going he's to he's respond to, give me, give us, as the church, whatever we ask in prayer... As long as we ask in accordance with his will. We must align ourselves first with God, then with God's will. Then we must align ourselves with God's promises. 
Because how else do we know the will of God unless we know the promises of God? See, we think about faith, faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we have not yet seen. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not, we have not yet seen. Faith is not believing that God will do what we want Him to do. Faith is not believing that God will do what we want Him to do. Faith is believing that God is who He says He is and acting accordingly. Let me say that again. Faith is not believing God will do what we want Him to do. Faith is believing God is who He says He is and acting accordingly. So we must align ourselves with God. We must align ourselves with God's will. And we must align ourselves with God's promises. So, as I thought about that this morning, like, what, what are we, we going to do? I could stand up here. I could read you a whole list of promises. I could, I could share those promises with you, a whole list of them from Scripture. And I will do that later this week. I'll share a list of, there's more than, um, some, some scholars say there's more than 8,000 promises in Scripture. I kind of looked at the, the various lists that are out there and evaluated them. I'd say there's about uh, three to 4,000 promises that would apply that we could apply to our lives today that are found directly in Scripture. Three to four thousand promises of God that we can apply to our life. We can pray through. But today I simply brought ten different prayers that I want to share with you and help us remember who God is and what God has promised. So that we can come in alignment with God, we can come in alignment with God's will, and we can become more aware of His promises and acknowledge His willingness to accomplish His will in us. And so this morning, I've got these prayers. I'm going to invite you up. The, uh, the individuals are going to read some of these prayers and uh, share some of these prayers with us this morning. If you come now, and you know who you are, Keith and Emily and Emily and Steve and Chris. And so our prayers this morning, I invite you to pray these prayers or reflect upon these prayers as they are being shared. We're going to have them up here on the screen as well so you can, you can see what is being read. And first, we're going to have Emily Ramsey read this prayer for peace. <clears throat> Lord, you promised never to leave me alone or to abandon me in my time of need. Even when I can't feel your presence, I know you are near. Your promises are true. Thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, teach my heart to rest in your presence and not to be afraid or anxious. I will trust in you. And then this prayer for blessing, Steve. Lord, you promise to work all things together for the good of those who love you. I know that you are at work in my life. No matter how I feel or what troubles I face, you are working things out for my good. Thank you for being a sovereign God who sees the end from the beginning and uses even painful things to bring about 
good. Amen. This prayer for hope, Keith. Lord, you have promised to prepare an eternal home for me in heaven where sin and sickness and sorrow don't exist. Thank you for my future hope. Thank you that I can rejoice despite the circumstances in this world. Thank you for trusting me with these momentary afflictions on earth, which are preparing for me an eternal weight of glory. Thank you for the hope I have in Jesus. Amen. A prayer for forgiveness. Lord, you promise to forgive me and to cleanse me from unrighteousness if I confess my sins to you. You are always faithful to forgive, no matter what I've done. Thank you for accepting my repentance. I confess my sins, and I trust you to forgive them. Thank you for allowing me to walk in the freedom of your forgiveness. This prayer for hope, help. Lord, you promised to fight for me. I stand still before you, acknowledging that you are God. You are in control, and you are all-powerful. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your peace that guards my heart and mind as I trust in you. Thank you for upholding your promises. A prayer for wisdom. Lord, you promised to supply wisdom. All I must do is ask. So now, Lord, I ask for your wisdom, knowing that you will provide it. Thank you for giving out of your abundance and not according to what I deserve. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing promises. A prayer for renewal. Lord, you promised to accomplish your purposes through the Bible. As I pray for this church family, I trust that your word will perform its renewing work. Your word is powerful. It teaches what is true and exposes errors. Lord, help me to understand your truth and equip me for every good work. A prayer for justice. Lord, you promise to enact justice. One day, your truth will be proclaimed throughout the world. When the time is right, you will destroy evil forever. Thank you that final justice is not my responsibility. I will strive to live at peace with everyone, knowing vengeance is yours. A prayer for clarity. Lord, you promise to know me intimately. You know the number of the hairs on my head. You hold each of my tears in a jar. <clears throat> you know my secrets. You know me better than anyone, better than I know myself. I trust you with all that I am. Lord, will you help me to understand truth? Guide me. Remind me who I am. Give me rest in the knowledge that I am your child. Finally, a prayer for strength. Lord, you promise never to grow weary. You supply limitless power to the weak and you increase the strength of those who need it. 
Thank you for renewing my strength each day as I trust in you. Lord, teach me to wait on you. Lift me up on the wings of eagles so that I can soar above my circumstances. You have no rival. You have no equal. You are the creator of heaven and earth. Nothing is too much for you. Amen. Thank you very much. Again, I say we must acknowledge God's willingness to accomplish his will in us. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him. Who is him? God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen we must acknowledge God's willingness to accomplish his will in us as we look at these cards, there's this very, very short, very short, but very profound prayer that's recorded for us in 1 Chronicles 4, when a man named Jabez, he cried out to God, and it says that God heard him. It says that God granted his Request. We're going to be looking at this prayer of Jabez in the weeks to come and kind of chopping it apart, looking at the various parts and what Jabez prayed in this short but very profound prayer. But for today, I simply want to invite us as the church to read this prayer together, to make this prayer a, a foundation of our lives this next Week. This prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles 4.10. And so, it's up here on the screen for you. Let's pray this prayer of Jabez together. Oh God, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. That you would keep me from harm and evil, that I may not cause pain. Let's just leave that up there for us this morning. Here in a minute, we're going to close with a song. We're going to close with a worship song, singing to God and proclaiming to God. In the midst of this song, as we proclaim this, that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with you. Here's the question, though, before we proclaim that in song. Do we actually believe that? That nothing is impossible with you, God? I invite you to consider what impossibles you want to see God accomplish in your life. 
To acknowledge that those impossibles, to acknowledge that God has the will, the desire to accomplish even what is otherwise impossible, that he has the will, the desire to do that in your life. For you, with you, through you. As we sing this next song, nothing is impossible for God. What are you asking of God at the start of this new year? What are you imagining through God at the start of this new year? I'd love to hear about some of those things. If you want, you can write those down on these notes over here. You can post them to the cross, and we as a church will be praying through some of those asks and imagines. What are you asking of God in 2022? What are you imagining of God in 2022? I think there's something profound when we put it down in print, when we put it down in ink, when we post it somewhere, because it, it, it calls us not only to, to articulate it, it causes us then to, to put it down, to share it with others, so that others can see that, for example, in 2022, someone is praying for a physical, that we, as a church, would have a physical ministry presence on the West End of Washington, Indiana. Do we have a plan? No. Does God have a plan? I believe he does. I believe he does. And someone put that down in prayer. We'll take that. We'll pray for that. Is God able? Does God want to do a new work on the west end of Washington, Indiana? Absolutely. Does God want to do a, a new work on the north side of Washington, Indiana? Absolutely. And those are the kinds of things, these prayers that we have right over here, those are the kinds of things that we need to be walking the streets of Washington, Indiana, Montgomery, Indiana, Vincennes, Indiana. We need to be praying these things for our communities, for our neighbors, for the people that we see walking, for the children that we see playing, for the schools that are in session. We need to be praying some big prayers. I'm calling us in 2022. I'm challenging us in 2022 to ask and imagine what would otherwise be impossible. Father, thank you so very much for your willingness to accomplish your will in us. As broken as we are, as flawed as we are, you want to, you desire, Lord Jesus, to accomplish your will through us and among us. We thank you for that. God, as we close together in song, Lord Jesus, would you, through your Holy Spirit, call to mind <coughs> some impossibilities. Call to the mind of our church right now some very big things, Lord God, that we need to be asking and imagining. Right now, Lord Jesus, things that you want to begin, a new work, Lord Jesus, that you want to achieve. Give us, Lord God, the boldness, the confidence to come before your throne of grace in prayer and ask and imagine and trust. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.